Hello, I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. I'm Kyle Rosal. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different on the show because we're in the middle of election season and... Oh my goodness, we could use a little bit of a break from the news, but we're still going to do that thing we do, which is get smarter together. Yeah, we're going to listen back to some of our favorite answers to the make me smart question. So for years on the show, we've asked experts, authors, celebrities, and you, our listeners, what's something you thought you knew and later found out you were wrong about? And we've heard some answers that have been really memorable. Let's take a listen. I thought I knew that I didn't need poetry in my life. That changed after watching Amanda Gorman's recitation of her poem, The Hill We Climb, at the inauguration. The thing I thought I knew, but later found out I was wrong about, was that posting about environmental issues on social media would be screaming into the void and a complete waste of my time. I thought that knowing what I wanted to do in the most specific and concrete way was what was going to help me become successful. And I think now I'm realizing that that unknown is is super exciting. Something I thought I knew but later found out that I was wrong about was how much self-worth I could get outside of work. And then my wife gave birth, and we have an amazing son, and I realized that work just doesn't matter as much in a profound way. I thought that being perfect or getting things perfect would be kind of like a superpower that would help me get places and do things and be seen in a certain way and I realize that that is not true. <laughs> uh, done is better than perfect, people. <laughs> that was uh, that was Joe Washington in the San Francisco Bay Area, Annalie Brown in London, the poet Alyssa Gaines, former Marketplace Tech senior producer Michael Lipkin, and Ania Williams. She's the executive director of Black and Brown Founders. Just every one of those, like, really brings like back a moment where it was just like, yeah, like, yeah. I remember Michael made me cry. Yep. I remember that moment when Amanda Gorman was reciting her poem. It's like so much memory, memory yeah. lane. Yeah. No, those are good ones. Also, not to be lost, that last one, just get it done. Doesn't have to be perfect. Done <laughs> is better than perfect. Yes, that's that's a really good one. I like that one. It's so hard, though, <laughs> to I know. let it go. I know. All right. So those were really great answers. But Kai, do you have a particular favorite? I, I do. So when Bridget and Marissa, you know, sent around that email saying, hey, listen, we're going to do a different thing in the show and give us your favorite Make Me Smart. I jumped immediately to a conversation that we had with Norman Lear, who, you know, all in the family and one step at one day at a time and all of that. Um, Maud also, by the way. Uh, Anyway, so this is from January of 2017. Norman Lear, here you go. I didn't or wouldn't, if anybody had asked me, have said that I was capable of murder. And uh, I was capable for uh, 35 instances that I can recount. Because I flew missions. Uh, I was a radio operator gunner in a B-17 and uh, in World War II. And uh, only within the last couple of years, my wife and I were visiting friends in Berlin. And we were flying to Berlin. And uh, it's the first time I'd been there since I bombed it. And our crew, we bombed it. And uh, so I had to remember, I was the radio operator. I was closest to the Bombay doors. So I was the guy who 
got up a little bit out of his chair and leaned over uh, to let the pilot know that the last bomb had left the bay and he could close the doors. That was my role every mission. So I saw our bombs leave the bomb bay, and then I saw them gather with all the bombs from around the other planes flying in our squadron. I'd watch, you know, hundreds of bombs falling. And I recall thinking each time, what if all those bombs, one of them, seven of them, you know, miss a target? What if they hit a farmhouse? And I even imagined a family sitting around a table. And if I could say, I would say that, but I know I'm on radio. Uh, But that's the way I felt. Within hours, flying back to the base and everything else, I recall so well asking myself, uh, you know, if somebody came to me with a piece of paper and a pencil and said, Mr. Lear, if you sign this, you will forever mean that. I know, like I know my name, I would never sign such a piece of paper. But the fact is, for a moment, I did. Which tells me we are all capable of the worst and the best, the most transcendent behavior, the worst evil. So that was Norman Lear. He was 93, 95 at the time. He's he's going on 100 now. He's much closer, uh, obviously. Uh, a little longer than our usual make me smart answer, but um, that's the one that came to my mind. I mean, that's so powerful mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. everybody wants to believe you're some kind of person, but you never know what you're going to do when you have to do it or you believe yep. you have to do it. Yep. Um, yeah. Had a really good friend in college who was in the Marines and then switched over to the Navy, which I know is like a huge thing, but, um, he, (laughs) I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah, no, let's walk (laughs) on by that one. Yeah. Um, but he told me when I was very young, like the thing you never, ever ask somebody in the services, if you ever killed anybody, just absolutely never, ever not. And luckily he told me that before I ever got around to asking, but you know, he told me how awful it is to have to be put in a situation where someone feels like you have to validate that part of your life when you're doing that. And it that conversation just always stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite? Well, this is a hard turn. All right. That's all right. <laughs> Everybody take a deep <laughs> breath and we'll make the turn, right? We'll make the turn. Yeah. Um, well, I was... Thinking about the very recent one from LeVar Burton, where he Mm. talked about just having to reassess what he thought about American democracy and who we are as Americans and our relationship with truth, which is a good one to go and listen to. But since that was kind of recent, when I got the email, I decided to go back to, you know, my inner troll (laughs) And go to the one from November 24th, 2020, where we had an answer to the Make Me Smart question from Tammy Stronek, who is the actress who played the role of the childlike empress on NeverEnding Story. (laughs) Something that I thought I knew and later found out I was wrong about is related to uh, being optimistic It's kind of embarrassing, but I think as a young person, I thought that if you were 
overly optimistic. You must be just incredibly naive. You must not be interested in what's really happening in the world. And it turned out that I was wrong. Um, And I learned that through watching my father. My father was an incredibly optimistic man. And um, as he aged, he, he died last year. He had Parkinson's, he had heart disease. And about a year ago, he fell and broke his hip. And I watched him struggle with all of these things. And rather than get bitter, he still found a way of really enjoying every day of of hmm. making jokes, a little twinkle in his eye. And I realized that <laughs> he wasn't in any way avoiding reality or unable to see the events that were happening around him. He just had this ability to, despite the difficulties, still find a lot to celebrate. Hmm. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. So there have been rumors that Disney may be on its way to making a remake of The NeverEnding Story. (laughs) And I say rumors. I have not seen this confirmed, (laughs) but it's all over the interwebs. Oh, man. And I'm just saying... Boy, that was a good answer to the make me smart question, wasn't it? That was great. Let's move right along. It really was. The real question is, would (laughs) you watch a new version? I don't know. I will not be declarative here. I've learned that lesson. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. Well, now we're going to toss it back to you. If you have an answer to the make me smart question, and it can literally be about anything. It could be a profound life lesson that has taught you something a fun fact, a life hack, trolling Kai. We are here for all of it. And you can definitely send it our way. Call us, leave us a voicemail. 508-UB-SMART, that's the letter U, the letter B. Or you can record a voice memo because they're different, Bridget, and email it to us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. <laughs> Speaking of hills, I will die on. Plus, if you need some inspiration, we'll include a link on our show page where you can listen back to some of the answers we have gotten over the years. And that is it for today. Tomorrow, we are going to bring you an excerpt from the series we did over on Marketplace Tech on credit scores, what we know and what we don't know about how they're calculated, why they matter, and whether it's time to rethink how we do credit in this country. Spoiler alert, it definitely is time. Just saying. (laughs) Editorial comment. Make Me Smart is produced by Marissa Cabrera and Ellen Rolfus writes our newsletter. Today's episode was engineered by Jake Cherry. He's sitting across the soundproof glass from me. I guess it's not soundproof glass, but you know what I mean. Bridget Bonner is the senior producer of this podcast. Donna Tam is the director of On Demand. It's like it's like glass, but with well, it's no, I didn't. It's you go at three o'clock. I can't make it home. I guess it's like glass with like air in between, and that makes it soundproof. I don't know. I'm not sure how that works.